Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Welcome everyone. I'm Vicki Vasiliga, Director of the Section of Clinical Specialists and Scientists here at ASHP. And thanks for tuning in for this episode on COVID-19. COVID-19 has presented many clinical, operational, and educational challenges over the past years. With that in mind, ASHP is sharing insights and lessons learned presented by your peers from the 2021 Mid-Year Clinical Meeting so that you can incorporate these lessons learned into your practice as we all do our part in caring for our patients. My name is Bradley Gutta and I am a PGY2 HSPAL or Hospital Administration and Leadership Resident at WBU Medicine. And this case series is on the implementation of remote medication history technician workflows during COVID-19 and its impact on bedside discharge medication delivery acceptance rates. Joining me is my co-presenter, Calvin Parmeter, also a PGY2 Hospital Administration and Leadership Resident. At the beginning of COVID-19, limited face-to-face interaction with patients was required to reduce the risk of viral spread and preserve our workforce. This was a complication to a process that had already been well studied. It is approximated that nearly one half of adult patients experience a medical error at hospital discharge. In the noted studies, 7.2% of patients had prescription medication issues from two to three days after hospital discharge, with 79.8% reporting that discharge medications were not picked up from the pharmacy. In 2020, Kratz et al. studied the post-implementation of a meds-to-beds program and found that medications in hand at discharge increased from 49% to 76% post-implementation. A meds-to-bed program allows patients to have their prescriptions sent to an in-house pharmacy for dispensation and delivery to their hospital bed. Bedside delivery is especially important in rural areas. Regarding medication access in West Virginia, nearly 65% of our residents live in rural areas that are designated as medically underserved areas. In addition, West Virginia is the 46th in the nation for poverty and has the second lowest median household income of any state. It is not uncommon for our patients to be prescribed medications that are never taken due to issues with cost and accessibility. Bedtime medication delivery at WVU Medicine is a four-step process. Prescriptions are transmitted by our providers to our discharge pharmacy. A financial review is then completed as well as any required prior authorizations. Medications are then verified and prepared by our discharge pharmacy. Once the patient is ready for discharge, the medications are then delivered to the patient's bedside by a pharmacy technician, intern, or pharmacist. And at this time, we take a a chance to counsel our patients. There are some commonly described benefits to bedside medication delivery and discharge pharmacy medication services. For instance, lack of access may lead to long wait lines for medications after hospital discharge, affordability or authorization issues, or no availability of pharmacies in remote areas. Delivery of medications to the bedside before discharge allows for troubleshooting of access issues and ensures patients leave the hospital with appropriate medications. To provide further background, I will address our organization structure and implementation of remote medication history technicians. WVU Medicine, WVU Hospitals is a 720-bed academic medical center that will soon grow with the opening of our WVU Medicine Children's Hospital in 2022. We service patients across our states as well as in neighboring states with over 30,000 inpatient discharges and 800,000 ambulatory care visits annually. Our main campus is composed of our adult hospital, our soon-to-open children's hospital, our cancer center, heart and vascular institute, neuroscience institute, and our psychiatric center known as Chestnut Ridge. 
For our technician structure, we have a laddered approach. Based on our certification, experiences, job role, and job roles, pharmacy technicians are classified as operations, specialists, and clinical pharmacy technicians. If technicians have leadership experiences or pre-specified degrees, they can also serve in lead tech or supervisory technician roles. Our operations techs focus on medication pools and delivery to our automated dispensing machines. Our specialist techs works as triage technicians in the main, in the IV room, or in our controlled substance vault. Our clinical techs have two major roles that we'll, we will discuss in a moment. Our lead techs are primarily responsible for training our new hires, and our supervisory techs are responsible for the management of technicians within their area, which can, includes conducting their one-on-ones, managing call-offs, and serving as a supervisor on call. Our clinical technician roles service two areas within our health system. Medication history technicians are utilized to obtain medication histories for our patients upon admission to the hospital, as well as aid in coordination of care with our discharge pharmacy. Our second clinical tech role works with patients' assistance and medication access by obtaining medication through free drug and and copay assistance programs. Both programs are in the process of expansion to continue to deliver valuable uh, pharmacy services to our patients locally and across the state. Our institution currently utilizes pharmacy as well as admitting providers and nursing staff to complete medication histories or reconciliations. Currently, the policy at our institution states that at the end of the day, providers are responsible for the medication history and for the reconciliation. For pharmacy, however, our goal moving forward is to own 100% of the admission medication history and reconciliation process. To achieve the goal of 100% medication reconciliation completed by pharmacy, we must assess ways to expand our program. At Remote Medication History Technician Implementation, we had four FTEs devoted to medication histories with one FTE that finished her training remotely. In current state, we have nine FTEs for medication histories, plus a 1.0 FTE for a lead tech who focuses on data collection, metrics, and management and supervision of the other nine FTEs. The goal of our medication history program is to decrease readmission rates and increase discharge pharmacy capture rates, therefore increasing revenue and decreasing costs associated with these factors. Then that allows us to provide financial justification for our program expansion to reach that goal of 100% pharmacy-owned admission medication reconciliation. To reach these goals, we currently target patients with high or moderate general risk scores calculated within our electronic medical record. General risk scores account for things such as chronic diseases, prior hospitalizations, age, and number of medications. Any score of a 5 or greater is considered to be moderate or high risk. For our medication reconciliation process, whether it's uh, remote or live, we identify patients based on their general risk score or by pharmacist request for medication history. The technician completes the data collection form and completes the medication history via an event or a pharmacy intervention within the EHR. The pharmacist for the admitting service reviews and then adds comments or recommendations to the event, copies it to a note, and completes the medication reconciliation process. The communication between our patients, our caregivers, and our multiple pharmacy personnel is key to the success and accuracy of our medication reconciliations. For each patient, medication history technicians address if the patient would like to use discharge pharmacy for any medications that are prescribed at discharge. If the patient accepts the use of discharge pharmacy, the revert pharmacy is then updated in our EHR so that way any electronically prescribed medications at discharge are appropriately sent to our discharge pharmacy. The general risk score is also documented at this point for each patient. 
This case series focused on the implementation of remote medication history program and its effect on the patient's likelihood to accept these services. Due to remote operations, it was a concern that patients would not wish to use the discharge pharmacy and would request to use a pharmacy closer to their home or a mail order option. This was not seen, however, and while it was possible that the response was confounded by COVID-19, we continue to evaluate these metrics to assess the appropriate discussion and ensure adequate information is provided to our discharge pharmacy. provided about our discharge pharmacy services. I would like to now pass off to my co-presenter, Calvin Parmiter, to discuss the confounding factor of COVID-19 as well as our project planning and implementation. Thanks, Bradley, for that introduction. Uh, again, I am Calvin Parmiter. I'm a PGY2 HSPAL resident at WVU Medicine, uh, just like Bradley. And I will continue our talk today talking about the barriers we faced with the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and the steps we took to implement change in our medication history process to ensure that we could continue to conduct these medication histories throughout the entire pandemic. Seen here are three of the main barriers that we faced during the pandemic. Face-to-face -face interaction patient with patients was extremely limited during the pandemic as staff was required to garb more intensely than previously when entering patient rooms and access to patient rooms was restricted to essential staff, especially for those patients who may have been exposed to COVID-19. There was an additional push for employees to work from home to ensure a preserved workforce that could continue to work while reducing exposures of employees to COVID while at the hospital setting. Additionally, there were reduced hours of community pharmacies. Many community pharmacies began opening later in the day and closing earlier in the evening each day, which provided our medication history technicians with less time to contact these pharmacies, uh, causing more constraints on their ability to conduct a medication history appropriately. As mentioned, with the increased push for employees to work from home, the goal was to preserve our workforce and to maintain a healthy pool of employees. Our goal with this was to reduce employee exposures to COVID-19 so that employees working side by side would not expose each other to the virus, causing them to be out for a significant amount of time or for them to become ill with the virus. So we began the process of shifting employees off-site by implementing remote pharmacy services over a rapid two-week period in March of 2020. So as mentioned, many of our healthcare organizations were facing the barriers of safety to completing in-person inpatient pharmacy operations. So our medication history technician staff was traditionally on on-site group for which we lacked a frame of reference for implementing a project for remote pharmacy services, especially in inpatient settings we're not used to working from home and not face-to-face -face with our patients each day. So what steps did we take to actually plan and implement this process of remote medication history conduction? This required a team effort between various groups, including information technology, the pharmacy department, as well as frontline nursing staff and other caregivers as well. We had to obtain appropriate technology for our technicians to work from home, including laptops, virtual private network access, among other things. We then had to develop procedures for our technicians to contact patients as well as contacting caregivers remotely to conduct these medication histories and to gather information throughout the process. We then had to train our staff on these procedures as well as educating frontline nursing staff and educating patients on the process that would be, that would be done for conducting these medication histories. 
So obtaining the technology, as mentioned, including obtaining virtual private network access for our technicians so that they could work remotely while maintaining HIPAA compliance and protecting our patients' information while conducting these histories. They also had to obtain personal phone number masking software, as we did not provide each technician with their own, with their own phone. We had to obtain a software that allowed them to mask their personal phone number while calling patients. We also had to ensure that our employees had reliable internet access off-site. As mentioned previously by Bradley, our state of West Virginia is extremely rural and we lack broadband access in many areas. So ensuring that our technicians had this access was key to allowing them to work from home. We then had to utilize consistent, efficient communication with our information technology department to communicate any issues that had arose so that we could correct them on the fly as the pandemic was ever changing, especially early on. And through this entire process, we worked with the West Virginia Board of Pharmacy to obtain a waiver to ensure that we were allowed to conduct these from home, as well as maintaining HIPAA compliance for our patients. We then had to set clear expectations with our medication histories that the volume of histories that would be conducted would be at least equal up to that of pre-remote implementation. And this was ensured through proactive communication via regular one-on-ones between the technicians, as well as management to address any issues that were coming up with conducting these histories or any volume related issues. So ensuring that these metrics were being met even while working from home was important. We then had to discuss the appropriate communication techniques that our technicians would utilize. When was it appropriate to use a phone call? When was it appropriate to page someone? When was it appropriate to send an email? And when was it appropriate to send a text from a personal phone? All of these considering HIPAA compliance as well as ensuring efficient communication. Once we obtained virtual private network access for our technicians, we had to train them on how to utilize it properly as none of them had previously worked from home and had little experience with this. It was key to ensure that they were able to do this. So information technology department provided this training for them. We also had to ensure they had offsite access to our electronic health system to ensure HIPAA compliance as well. And we completed a remote work tip sheet that contained communication information, contact information, and setup instructions for, for telecom and computer setup uh, so that any new employee that may start would be able to jump right in and work from home as well. As mentioned, this was a team effort through work with the pharmacy leadership, the frontline medication history technicians, and the information te technology department to rapidly implement this process over that two-week period. And it was focused on continuous product process improvement. The pandemic was ever changing and so were the issues that arose. Impacted staff were informed in advance of any process changes so that they could prepare their day-to-day -day workflow. And process documents for both medication histories and pharmacists were uploaded onto a shared pharmacy webpage so that all staff would have access to these documents to ensure that everyone was aware of any process changes that occurred. And medication history leadership continued to meet virtually with technicians to receive feedback and troubleshoot any complications that were going on through this process. To ensure that we were maintaining these metrics, they were tracked pre and post implementation to evaluate the productivity of our medication history program through remote work. We evaluated the volume of medication histories that were completed the patient acceptance rate of discharge pharmacy. And this was done to analyze the financial justification of the program, which is ensuring discharge pharmacy fills for prescriptions, as well as ensuring technician engagement and job satisfaction maintained throughout this entire process. 
Focusing on the technician perspective, there were pros and cons to both in-person and remote reviews. One thing they missed from an in-person review was an access to patients' personal medication list and the pill bottles that the patients may bring into the hospital. However, there was an increased likelihood of interruptions throughout the day when a, when a pharmacy technician was in the room with a technician. Through remote review, it allowed us increased patient accessibility because we could call them at any time to a phone in their room, as well as having access to all resources on their laptop while completing these reviews, and decreased travel time. Technicians no longer had to walk to the patient room and walk back. All steps could be completed from the comfort of their home. I mentioned the metrics that we were tracking, so I will now go through those results post-implementation of this process. So the percent change in productivity, our medication history technicians were able to complete 19% more medication histories when they converted to remote work than they were previously on site. Additionally, acceptance with discharge pharmacy when assessed in-person versus remotely was increased from 57.1% when done in-person to 70.9% when done remotely. And on a similar line, when assessed pre-COVID versus during COVID, it was increased to 72.1% from 52.9%. So our discharge pharmacy process changes during the pandemic. Before the pandemic, medications were delivered directly to the patient by a client service representative or a pharmacy technician from our discharge pharmacy. And the intern would provide patient counseling in person at the bedside to the patient. However, after the implementation, medications would be delivered to the patient by the nursing staff, and a pharmacist would offer counseling via the telephone. So there were a lot of changes for the patients as well as for our frontline staff that we had to ensure that everyone communicated well through. I will now turn it over to Bradley for the rest of the presentation. Over the course of the new workflow implementation, no major issues were identified. Medication histories did and continue to report a high level of satisfaction with their remote workflows. Even though many groups have returned to on-site operations, medication history technicians continue to develop and improve upon their on-site and remote workflows. The largest barrier noted during remote implementation was our ability to reach patients via their telephones. For next steps, Data collection prior to, during, and post remote workflow implementation are being evaluated to aid in the justification of additional medication history technician FTEs. In addition, we are analyzing methods to increase productivity, such as minimizing documentation expectations for the entire program, whether practicing remote or in person. The input of technicians, pharmacists, man and management are being utilized to make those positive adjustments. As previously mentioned, through medication history, technician FTEs are defining areas to increase productivity. WBE Medicine is focused on the goal of 100% ownership of admission medication reconciliation history completion. Now I would like to present to you three key takeaways. First, remote work works. We found that remote medication history technician operations are an effective alternative to our inpatient um, interviewing. Secondly, we saw an increase in productivity. Remote medication history productivity increased as well as did our acceptance of our medication delivery services. And lastly, remote work outside of COVID-19 pandemic will likely remain popular among health systems and employees as it has the ability to increase employee engagement and satisfaction. The workflows will continue to be beneficial outside of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
It is also critical to emphasize the importance of technology, procedures, training, and teamwork for the successful implementation of this program. Our IT department was crucial to obtaining access to VPN, obtaining personal phone numbers masking software, and ensuring our employees had reliable internet access when working off-site, as well as ensuring HIPAA compliance and compliance with our West Virginia Board of Pharmacy regulatory requirements. Additionally, clear expectations for volume to be at least as equal to that of pre-remote implementation was communicated to our affected technicians. Proactive communication with the lead technician as well as the manager was utilized to address um, any issues that arose or were anticipated. Training documents were developed and required to ensure current and newly hired medication history technicians were aware of how to and uh, how to obtain and utilize their VPN access, access the electronic medical record off-site, communicate with on-site staff, mainly their pharmacists, and can on contact their patients. Telecom and commuter setup um, instructions were also made available to our technicians. Additionally, the teamwork shown by the medication history technicians, as well as our lead technician, pharmacy management, IT, and support from executive leadership allowed for a remote implementation to occur in just two weeks when the program needed to adjust rapidly. This program allowed us to continue to get medications into the hands of our patients prior to them leaving the hospital. While there were barriers that did exist, the rapid implementation was successful and can be duplicated at other sites and health systems. Thank you so much for joining us for this special edition podcast on COVID-19. Be sure to follow us at ASHP Official or wherever you listen to your podcast and check out our COVID-19 Resource Center at ashp.org backslash COVID-19 for the most up-to-date developments on COVID-19. Take care and thank you for all that you do. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.